Hey there, I'm Matt Tommy, and over the last 10 years, I've helped thousands of Christian artists all over the world start thriving spiritually, artistically, and in the marketplace, while at the same time building my own super successful art business. If you're ready to bust through the roadblocks that have held you back for years, create the work you love, and really live the life you know God created you to live in His kingdom, then you're in the right place, my friend. Now with over a million downloads, you're listening to the Thriving Christian Artist Podcast. Well, hey, my friend, I'm so glad that you are with me on another edition of the podcast. I'm super excited to have a brand new friend of mine, Alan Paul, who is with me, not only because he's a great guy, but also because he's down in South Florida and I'm up here in North Carolina freezing my bohonkas off. And he's telling me how warm and nice it is down there. But Alan, I'm not going to hold that against you, man. So glad that you're here and welcome to the podcast. Well, thank you for not holding that against me, Matt. <laughs> and it is an honor and a pleasure to be on your show. Absolutely looking forward to a great conversation. Awesome. Awesome. For those folks that are just kind of getting to know you, why don't you let everybody know what you do creatively and where you are in the world and all that? Well, I am a, uh, I always like to give these four words. I'm a husband, father, creative, and I'm forgiven. So that's my identity, first of all. Uh, although, yeah, if I, if I get those four right, then I'm good no matter what. That's right. But uh, yes, I am a, um, I'm a musician by trade, a uh, keyboardist. Uh, been working in that area for 30, you know, I guess since I've been, you know, I guess teenager or something like that. So. Yeah. Played in churches, play in um, mainstream music, secular, what some people call. Also a uh, writer, created a book and a you know, platform called God and Gig. So that's kind of like my second part, teaching, writing, and coaching. And uh, my third section is ministry. I'm here right now recording at my church here in, in Miami, Florida. So I'm on staff here. So I've also always been a part of those three worlds, the music world, the uh, writing and teaching, whether it was elementary school or teaching music, piano, and now teaching through my, you know, my platforms and, of course, ministry and church. So those three worlds have always been my intersection. And I'm just yeah. trying to find a way to always bless people and help other people to see like how how does that life work when you've got all these three things, components that don't seem to fit. But then you put them together and they all seem to work, work together when, you know, God puts you in the right place. That's right. I can I can so relate. I started playing keys when I was five and uh, my mom was a, a choir director and all that sort of thing. So music in me. And then I started making when I was a, a kid, you know, I guess in my middle teenage years and then just into marketing, all this kind of stuff. It always had all these kind of swirls of different things that I loved. And I, I'm so thankful that, you know, it, it took me a while, you know, just like you're saying, but there, there is this beautiful season uh, and thing the Lord does, I think in all of us where when we start to really key in on who he's designed us to be, there's there can be this convergence that happens, yeah. right? Where where all those parts aren't competing anymore, but they're starting to to really, you know, bless each other. So before we we get to that though, I'm sure you had a lot of years of frustration, like I did, of trying to figure out <laughs> how all these pieces and parts happen. So talk about your story a little bit of of, of the frustration that you walked through with that. Well, I, I can tell you there's a, you know, that that phrase, uh, Jack of all trades, master of none. And uh, I've heard that it's actually misquoted that it was uh, Benjamin Franklin, I believe. And he was saying that to be a Jack of all trades and master of some. And so that's kind of what it happened with me where I started, as I mentioned, you know, growing up in Pensacola, Florida, Panhandle, uh, my my parents, Georgia and South, you know, so I've always been a Southern boy, kind of like yeah. that. And 
And uh, growing up in a small city, small town where basically music was the only thing to do. <laughs> so played in my church, started to learn uh, classical and then went to jazz. And so music was always in my heart. My mom being a music teacher and a piano teacher, uh, playing in choirs, as you mentioned, starting from the beginning. That was always part of me. I thought I'd be a band director, man. I really thought going into college and high school, I was going to be out there, you know, just directing bands and you know, yep. getting people going to marching and doing drill. And that was my heart. And so when I got into my first year of <laughs> first year of my internship and I saw that these big old kids were bigger than me, knew more than me, probably could beat me up. I said, ah, maybe that's not for me. So elementary school it was. And so I spent years in elementary school. Now, me being former, I claim by faith, former ADD, the class classes don't they don't they don't like creatives that can't fit any schedule. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. can't just show up and teach whatever you want to teach. You got to have a schedule. You got to have grades. And so all this time, I'm feeling this pull where this doesn't fit my mentality. Mm. I love to teach. I love music. I love these children, but this doesn't really fit. And all this time, as I mentioned, I'm also dealing with you know ministry, and I'm teaching at a church, and I'm playing at a church. Same thing. I'm at school thinking about choir rehearsal, and I'm at choir rehearsal thinking about school. And I love the fact that you mentioned that convergence because I, I yeah. like to talk about this. Uh, there's a book I read called The Opposable Mind, and it talks about integrative thinking. Mm. It's having two things and realizing there's a third option that's better than both. Wow. And I knew in my heart and my mind that there was something better than just being pulled between ministry, work, ministry, work, music, work. It, it just there was something in me that said, this cannot be the way I live. Yeah. But I didn't know what to call it. And as you mentioned, the polymath and all these terms we have now, they didn't exist. I don't right. think we called it that. We didn't have these hyphens. So I really do feel like uh, God did kind of use a lot of things, um, including leaving the school system, homeschooling my kids, uh, leaving the ministry, a full-time ministry job to then become a part-time, as you mentioned in my bio, part-time everything. Yeah leaving things and stepping away from things that seemed secure into things that were not as secure was really the answer for me, Matt. It was, it was something that just kind of took me again in a journey that, you know, I love the, my favorite verse Psalms 25 and 10, all the paths yeah. of the Lord are full of mercy to the such that keep his commandments. I have been on paths, <laughs> plural. Uh, I know there's only one way to God, but I mean, there are many paths that he yeah. takes us on. And that's my you know quick story. I guess I kind of stretched it out a little bit. But yeah, how, you know, right. a, lot, a lot of different things and a lot of elements of my creative life, you know, converged, as you mentioned, a great word, it, it converged, but it took some, some struggle and some leaving some jobs and leaving things like, you know, I left my, my full-time ministry job with three days of no job. Uh, I did an Abraham thing. I stepped out. My, I gave my pastor a resignation letter as he was about to give me a promotion letter. Oh my gosh! And, and yeah, well, listen, yeah, God's right there because I want to, <laughs> I want to get in your mind with that because I have, you know, we're both working. You're working with musicians. We're working with visual artists. You know, there's so many people that are out there and have this dream of of stepping out, and um, you know, we're all faced with moments, some more dramatic than others, uh, of, of being, you know, asked to step out by the Lord. What was that like though? Because it doesn't seem like when you were stepping out, you necessarily had a super clear, like, here's the complete vision. I mean, so what was going on in, inside of you? There was, there was no plan B. Um, I have to tell number one, shout out to my beautiful wife, Leah of 25 years, who some reason went along on these 
flights of fancy. I would call them flights of faith, but it, it felt like just jumping out of planes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I would say what was happening on the inside was uh, th- there has to be a difference between confidence and conviction, I think. Mm. And I wasn't confident. I was not confident. I'll just be tell you, I was not confident about these moves that when I left the school system, started to become a full-time dad, a full-time homeschooler, and then, you know, realized, okay, I've got to, got to start gig, the gig economy. I had to tutor here, teach here. I, I, I heard uh, one of your lit, lo, uh, latest podcasts, perfect example of you just do what works. You find yeah. things that make money, and, and all of a sudden we're, we're, we're surviving. I'm surviving off what doesn't seem to be a full-time income. But I wasn't confident, but I was convicted. I was absolutely convicted that this is the right way to go, to be more in touch with my children, to be more in touch with my creative side, to be more in touch with who God is calling me to be. And it required me to do things totally different than the, the mainstream. Mm. Um, so that's probably my quick answer. I wish I had a better one, uh, but it really was a case of God's not going to let me stay here. Yeah. Uh, not, not comfortably, like not comfortably. You can stay here, yeah. but it's not going to be comfortable. So you're going to have to try something different. And so stepping the same thing, stepping away from full-time ministry, same, same deal. God gave me a date. Cause I was fighting him and he put some, 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 he puts some interpersonal things. Church is a beautiful place, but I like to quote um, revelation 12 and seven and say, if there was war in heaven, there will be war on earth, <laughs> even in heavenly places like a church. Okay. So there was war in heaven. So there was some wars going on inside, you know, some, some, some interpersonal issues in certain ministries that I had to deal with. And I realized God is not going to make this comfortable for me. And same thing, I had to step out and, you know, God supplied it once I took the step, but it wasn't out of like a total conviction. I mean, confidence, it was out of, I've got to do this. So many times I think when we feel or people feel, you know, and we we all go through this, you feel like, okay, I've got a conviction. I've got a call. I've got a, I realized transition is afoot that there's, you know, change that's coming. I need to step out and that sort of thing. But there are so many mindsets and beliefs that that end up holding us back. Um, the idea that, you know, a 40 hour week job is more secure than the gig economy or owning your own business or I've never started a business before. I mean, what were some of the things that that you really fought? And obviously you're helping musicians and creatives now walk through that as well. What are some of those mindsets that that just hold people back sometimes from being able to step into what God's got for them? That, that's a great question and one that I, I hear several different, I'm sure you've heard the same ones, I've heard several different reasons that they kind of go from excuses to legitimate concerns, right? So the excuse is, uh, I like to quote three of them, it's like, I'm not good enough uh, immediately, like, you know, everybody's ahead of me, Yeah. marketplace is too crowded, everybody's got a YouTube already, everybody's got a, a, a songwriting contract already. And so this idea that everybody is already ahead of you is immediately, I like to counter that with say, you know, my, one of my favorite quotes from one of my, my master classes, I asked my students, um, if Jesus was around today, would he be verified on, on Twitter or Facebook? <laughs> and most people are like, wait a minute, well, 12 disciples plus maybe 500, mm, 12. So, so people back and forth. And that, that's the reason, because Jesus didn't need t- everybody he needed 12 yeah, yeah the tribe only needed so i always tell people hey you got to get out of that mindset that you need a big following that everybody's got to be alongside you um gideon is a perfect example hey you yeah. may have too many with you 
God may not step with you until you start to divide out and take out some of those people. So that's one of the mindsets I absolutely see where people just feel like they're either not ready, don't have enough people or don't have enough resources. And in every case, the equalizer is not getting more stuff. It's more action. It's stepping forward. It's never the right time, right? It's never the right time. God is always going to make sure that you understand this. You have to rely on him and what's in your hand. Do the Moses thing. What's already in your hand creatively? What's in your journal? What's in your songbook? What's in your, your laptop? If you're not using that, you're pretty much just kind of like waiting for God to kind of like do that sprinkle thing and genie thing. And he never does it because he, he knows what's in you already is good, is good enough. It's good enough to get you started. Maybe not good enough to get all the way to where you want to go, but it's good enough to get you started. And so that's the thing I always like to tell people when they come to me, those kind of reasons, excuses, yeah, things that stop them in limiting mindsets. I was just having a conversation today on our live Q&A inside our, our mentoring program. It was this lady was saying, oh, I'm so overwhelmed and all the things I've got. I've got this big vision, but it's so huge. And, you know, da, 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 da. and I just feel I feel so paralyzed. And I think anytime all of us look at, you know, the huge vision, maybe that God's given you or the big dream and that sort of thing, it's absolutely overwhelming. But if we can, like you're saying, look at what's in my hand right now, faithful with little ruler over much. That's how growth happens in the kingdom. Matthew 25, if I can take these baby steps and begin to, you know, stack win after win, momentum after momentum, you know, uh, day after day, that's when we begin to see that forward momentum. And because I I think for, you know, a lot of us, I, and I'm like this, you know, I, I would prefer if I could see every step that I'm going to take in the next five years, but, <laughs> but, but that ain't going to happen. And, yep. and I think, like you're saying, people end up playing this waiting game with the Lord um, when in reality, the kingdom is about co-laboring. God's given us everything we need by grace, but it takes our faith to begin to walk in that and, and appropriate those things in in our life. So how did you get to the, the point, Alan, of, you know, so you're working all this out in your life and I'm a big believer you know, don't be teaching other people the things that you've not worked out in your own life, you know, because that's where you have authority is the things that you're walking through. So True. you've you've walked this in your life. You now evidently the Lord's begin to to birth a heart to help other musicians, other creatives, you know, walk this same kind of journey as well. How did that begin to evolve? Wow. Well, um, it's not glamorous. Okay. <laughs> I like to say this is glorious, but not glamorous. Okay. So the start of really this entire idea really came from, uh, you know, I was playing a couple of blues clubs after I left the school system or after I left my ministry job and went back into playing gigs and things. And so I'm up doing like a $50 blues gig down at the local restaurant. And I'm like looking around. I said, OK, number one, half of these guys, I see them at church. I never knew they played gigs. Number one. Right. And then number two was, how do I do this? How do I, how do I even navigate now this? I've been 20 years, basically the 10, 15 years out of, I've been teaching and I've been doing uh, church. Yeah. So no secular, no mainstream, no gigs, no nothing. I just kind of like was a fish out of water right back into where kind of where I started. And so I remember sitting kind of like at a, at a, at a bench at one of these blues and I'm like, this makes no sense. I, 
this shouldn't be this hard for me to not know what's the next step. And all these books about music business and how to make it in the music industry, they have nothing to do with me sitting on this little playing of this roads in the middle of a blues club. They don't relate to the local musician. They don't relate to the local creator. They relate to people who are going for pie in the sky. They don't relate to the day-to-day musician. And so I remember I, I went to my, uh, I was, I was at my house and I wrote down seven letters. I wrote down uh, service, uh, service and I really do believe God gave me that and uh, service state for stay connected, establish your priorities, respect the business, uh, visualize your goals, invest in your craft, challenge yourself to grow and evangelize through your gift. Mm. I thought it was going to be a pamphlet, man. I thought, oh, that's pretty cool. (laughs) So three years later, it's it's the foundation of what I'm creating in my membership. and And my book is based on that for church musicians who want to. Um, succeed in music without sacrificing their soul all came from service. It came from me saying, what, what, what do I wish I had being a church musician, trying to get into this gig economy, the gig lifestyle, getting gigs, playing gigs, not feeling like you're, you're going to be, you know, sent to hell for playing a a love song. Um, You know, those kind of things, those thoughts, that's really where this all came from was what do I wish I had when I was where I was? Yeah and try to help other musicians and creatives. And it's, it's become kind of like the David thing, Dave, the 300 people following David into those caves. Yeah. I've got, that's me. That's me. I'm, 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 I said, I don't know where we're going yet, but I know where I've been and I'm not going back there. You want to follow coming. me? Just keep Just on. Keep on <laughs> well, I so relate. I mean, I, you know, if you had asked me about what we do now with the mentoring program and, and all of that, I mean, I, I had no clue that this was even a thing or, but I, but I knew that, you know, I knew in 2009, God called me to raise up an army of artists. And I thought back then, you know, thinking, you know, the plan, I thought, well, am I supposed to plan a church or just going to be, I mean, what is this supposed to look like? Cause that was kind of my, my background. But then the Lord said, you're called to raise up an army of artists, but then I want you to start this art business. And I'm like, now, Jesus, this ain't got nothing to do with neither one. What this, but it was, it was funny as I was you know, doing my business and I was teaching marketing, you know, classes for people because I'd had that little background. I started seeing God show up in those times and I started seeing the Lord using all, again, convergence, all of these things, the good, the bad, the ugly, all these experiences and people asking me, well, how did you do that? How did you go from ministry to own your own business? And how'd you go to have a successful business? Just like you, same kind of thing. And I, I just would say this to anybody that's out there that has a dream of, you know, having a membership, helping others or that sort of thing. Um, let the Lord work the thing out in your life before, yeah. <laughs> before you, before you keep, you know, want to teach other people along the way, because I think what you're seeing in your life, Alan, and what I've seen in mine is that when you walk with authority, that is, I walk through some issues, God's, Heal me, he's restored me, he's uh strengthened me in this. I've got authority. Now you have authority to be able to speak to to others. And so when musicians are looking at your life, they're not just looking at some guy that's got some ideas, they're looking at a guy that's walked a road and that's continuing to to walk a road. That that makes a big difference for people, doesn't it? Ah, uh, thank you so much for number one, putting it in context of here's what I have done, here's what I have authority in. Yeah. And you know what? I, I love it because it, it erases the comparison of what I don't have authority in. Here's yeah. one of the things I, I struggle with, Matt, mightily was I'm not on any Grammy steer uh Grammy nominated albums. Yeah. I, I'm not 
I'm, I'm not a multi-seller anything. And here I am interviewing and talking with my colleagues who are on those stages. Yeah. And I'm not going to, there's no pride, by the way, in anything I say, I am, you know, chief of centers. <laughs> and um, I always say, you know, if you name Moses and David and, and, and Jacob and all the sins that they did, well, I'm, I'm right along with them. So just <laughs> name one of their sins and I've got them too. Okay. So what I try to tell people is, yeah, I've had to walk through the struggles, the depression, the issues with my marriage, the issues with my family and, and, and the same drama, but I've managed to say, I'm going to keep walking. You know, it's yay do I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, right? So for musicians, creatives, yeah, you're going to go through the valley. And this, the only key is, do you go through the valley? Is it going to be continually going through and get to the other side? Or are you going to get stuck in the middle and say, well, success, they promised me all this stuff, but in the meantime, I lost my family. I didn't make it through the valley. I got stuck in the valley. So yeah. I make it through having my, my marriage, my family, and my business intact. When the devil comes in and tries to mess with you and take everything away, because he tells you it's all about these other things, these trappings, these things that say true success supposedly is. I mean, if the devil can take Jesus up to the mountain and say, I'll give you all this stuff, what is he going to do with the musicians, right? What is he going right. to do with the creatives? He's going to do the same thing. Hey, have all this. And realize that we lose our, our, our identity if we chase those things and not realize what really matters. So that's the thing I can stand on. Not that I'm perfect, yeah. far from it. But I have seen God walk me through some valleys. And that means that now if I want some other people to walk through as well, I got to show it. I got to be transparent. And I got to tell them how to do it in terms of a uh, realistic and a practical way. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just so agree. You know, I, I remember when the Lord called me to raise up the army of artists and all that, it was so based and still is based in identity and in who we are in Christ. You have often said God's not raising up an army of more talented orphans. He's raising up an army of, <laughs> of sons and daughters. And I, yeah, you know, it's so easy for all of us in the visual arts, performing arts, whatever, to think that our, our talent and our credentials and our whatever is the thing that qualifies us. And in the kingdom, it's opposite. And I loved it. What you're doing for musicians and the people that God's given you influence in is, is based in that place of, uh, of identity. So, Hey, this has been so great real quick. Tell us about God and gigs because you're doing some cool stuff with, with musicians and creatives there. And, um, guys, we got a link for you in the, in the show notes here, if you're interested in finding out more about God and gigs. And so, um, Alan, tell us what that's all about. Well, uh, one, number one, Matt, I'm so honored to really be following the footsteps of you and other creatives who are blessing kingdom artists, blessing kingdom musicians. As I just mentioned, it was just me saying, what does a musician or a creative wish they had that I didn't have yeah. when I got into the ministry, got out of the ministry and started combining these worlds of playing in the mainstream arts and entertainment. So God and Gigs is basically a faith-based, Christian-based a place where musicians and creatives can connect to build better lives from the inside out by applying timeless spiritual principles to temporary creative problems, which we all have all the yeah. time. So it is a podcast. I do have the God and Gigs show. I do have a book and a devotional, Your Art, God's Heart. And everything can be found at GodandGigs.com, as you just mentioned. The membership, GodandGigs360, uh, open to all who need that same kind of connection, but a little bit deeper, more connection with other artists. And um, like you mentioned, there's going to be a link in the show notes where I would definitely give all your listeners an extended trial 
to check this out because as you can see, make sure I'm real, make sure I'm actually doing what I say I'm doing. <laughs> so I'm giving everybody that listens and clicks on that link a, a three month trial to check it out and see what they think about God and Gigs 360 because we're just here like you are, Matt, to help the kingdom, to bless people. And if you're in the outside world, as we all are, we're in the world but not of the world, you do need some support. You do need the tribe. You do need people that know what you're doing. So we we run the gamut for musicians, really all kind of faith-focused freelancers. So I don't ever limit it to musicians anymore. Because as you said, I found out it's not just about music. It's about creative <laughs> marketing. It's, 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 it's websites. It's podcasting. It's like, wait, this was all part of the deal. It's like, yep, that's all part of the deal. So yeah, that's what we do with their guiding gigs. Well, my friend, it's a joy to get to know you more, a joy to hear what God's doing in your life and um, all the best. And, and thanks so much for, for sharing your story today. It's just, it's been a, uh, just a blessing getting to know you more. Hey, thanks so much for spending a few minutes with me today on the podcast. Listen, I hope it's been a huge encouragement to you on your journey as an artist. Hey, also, before you leave, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any of the other episodes of the Thriving Christian Artist Podcast. And also, be sure to connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, or at my website, which is matttommymentoring.com. Until next time, remember, you were created to thrive. Bye-bye.